Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be starting the next sermon in his Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. You can find information about our church at shiarjeshub.org, and you can view our weekly Sunday message on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. Here's Pastor Greg. In our discussion of the Office of Administrations, last time uh, we looked at church government and the different biblical tensions that must be scripturally resolved. For example, how are elders and deacons appointed? You know, the Lagos, we talked about the word, we talked about the bottom-up selection, we talked about the top-down selection with the apostles and the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We looked at the independence of the local church versus the ties to a founding church or church history, uh, the church, capital C, altogether. Uh, now, having looked at the helmsmen, the administration offices, a question can come up, how many elders? Um, how many should labor in the word of those elders? How many deacons? How do we organize them? How does it actually work? What is the interaction? What are the different responsibilities? How do you apportion the authority among the different elders? And the answer, I believe, is found back uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where we started. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4, it says, there are diversities of gifts, charisma, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries. Uh, the NIV will say services. The King James will say administrations or offices. The akonia, but now used in the sense, the general sense of a servant. Different services, different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities. The New King James says activities. The NIV says workings. The King James says operations. An ergema, an ergema. But the same God who works all in all. Differences of gifts God gives to individual believers by the Holy Spirit, different gifts. Differences in administrations and offices and services. We've been discussing that, right? The different offices, but the same Lord. Service to the same Lord. And different types of activities or workings, and that word there in the Greek means what is wrought, the effect produced, an effect, an operation, a working. Different way it all works out. Different effects, but the same God who works all in all. There are different workings. You can have the same gifts, the same offices, but different workings. And that's true of administrations. Why? Because you have different situations. You have different situations, different conditions, different time periods. What the Spirit 
is doing in a society at that particular time, the errors, the demons that we're up against at that particular time, you know, there's all different types of errors in all different directions. Remember the gospel goes goes to all nations, all tribes, all tongues, all generations. Many different conditions can be encountered. You can have a new work in a pagan society. You can have an established work in a Christian society. Different operations, different activities, different workings of God. So then while within the fixed parameters of the scriptures, the Lagos, as we've studied, those parameters must be maintained, the qualifications for the, the overseer, the qualifications for the deacon. The Lagos cannot be broken, yet the Holy Spirit will direct the movement of the Lord for the plan of God, the same God who works all in all for that particular church. There needs to be Holy Spirit flexibility. Right. There are different operations. Not every church is the same. So how many elders, how many deacons, how you structure the elders, the deacons, how many have the gift of teaching, what we call in modern times pastors, right? It's going to be dictated by the individual situation. There are different workings, different situations. Holy Spirit flexibility. God's blueprint, the working and the effect individual for each church. Just as it's individual for each person, it's individual for each church. And that's why it requires, as we read last time in Acts chapter 6, verse 3, when the apostles said, uh, appoint men full of wisdom and full of the Holy Spirit. You need the wisdom of God and the Holy Spirit of God, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, to discern how to set up that particular local body the correct way. Clearly, a small body does not need the number of elders that a large body has that has many outreaches. And the responsibility of the elders will be a little different if more of those coming in are new believers than established believers. Every situation, every local church will be different. And he, God, knows what will be needed in that particular working. There are different kinds of workings for that church place in that particular situation, that particular place, that particular time, that particular environment. And we have to allow for and seek, obviously centered on the Word of God, how each individual local church should be established. You know, when we were founding, when Pat and I were, were founding the church back in 1984, I guess just from being part of American society, and being young, I had a democratic, bottom-up idea of how the church should be formed. And we were praying, and the Lord clearly gave us revelation, no, don't do it that way. Don't do it that way. And I didn't understand why. And I understood why a year later, because the first group of people that came in in 1984, there were gifts of the Spirit. There was one group that came in altogether. And initially it seemed like um, this was wonderful, and then little by little it turned out that who was off on this, who was off on that. Had we formed the church in a more democratic way, I don't believe it would be here now. Or worse, it would not have the uh, dedication to the authenticity of Scripture. You know, one of the main points of Shia Jashub 
is to be true to the Word of God, to rightly divide the Word of God. And had it kept going in that way, uh, we probably wouldn't be here. Uh, and who knows what the teaching would have been. So the Lord's, you know, we, we saw a vision of a, a woman acting on a stage. And we didn't know what that was about. Then a year later, we knew what it was about because there was a, an act that we were not prepared for. We just assumed everyone, once they were saved and they believed in the Lord or said they were saved, would act a certain way and not go off on cultic tangents. And we learned the big lesson. And had we not been obedient in how to found the church, there would have been dire consequences. Now, in the American Christian church, you have a very democratic aspect to begin with because there are so many churches, right? So how do people vote? Well, you can vote with your feet, right? There's a built-in democratic aspect to the American church because if people don't like what they see, we have the freedom, unlike times in the past where churches um, owned a state, a state government, you had to belong to that church. In American society, there are so many churches you can walk out, and when you go with your feet, you go with your finances, right? So there's a highly democratic aspect built in to the American church system. Um, but we saw the way the wisdom of God worked to have more of a top-down system balanced by the bottom-up of the fact that people are free to do what they want to do in American society. Uh, each situation is different. Each country is different. It's hard for us to understand the condition maybe some of our brothers and sisters have over in China, over in Africa. So there are different workings of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, what we've been talking about in church government is the most important thing, the spiritual organization, how you spiritually organize the spiritual offices of the Holy Spirit. But there are different governments, and there have been different governments over different periods of time, civil governments that the church interacts with. It's an overlap you can't avoid, unfortunately. You'd like to avoid it, but you can't avoid it. Look in the United States, right? When people come to church, they expect, they anticipate their donations will be to a church tax-exempt. So then you have to file as a church with the government. Otherwise, the people that give to the church might find themselves in trouble thinking their offerings are tax-deductible, and they're not. So you have to overlap with the government. We're a 501c3 organization. We're approved as a church. The Lord did a mighty work to get us approved. Again, using at the very beginning visions and signs and opening doors miraculously by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, showing us things there's no way we could have known. We're, we're approved as a 501c3 church, and that gives certain requirements on you as a church is an interaction with the civil government. So there needs to be wisdom how to establish the church according to the laws of the land um, to be as peaceable as possible without going against Scripture. In Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13 and verse 1, it says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have the praise from the same. And he goes on to talk about that and talk about taxes and doing that which is right and proper. Now, that's not to say 
that the church is under the government, right? The church is not under the government. The church is only under God. Uh, but clearly the church interacts with society, and part of society is the government. But we can see there's a point, right, when the government can come in and persecute Christians and persecute the church as you stand up for the Lord. There are some countries right now, there's a movement to try to stop ministers from speaking the word of God, saying that if you read certain passages of the Bible, it's hate speech. Well, you still have to do what the Lord tells you. On our website at shiarjashub.org, you will find information about our church and a library of hundreds of Bible study radio programs, as well as some special offers to help you in your walk with Jesus. And we have also added links for those who would like to listen to the Through the Bible Heavenly Authority series on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Plus, we have a significant video library of our Sunday sermons. We live stream the Sunday morning service at 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, and then the video is posted up on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel, both on YouTube and Rumble.com, as well as on the church website itself for 24-7 access. Pastor Greg is currently teaching a fascinating series on last day events, and Associate Pastor Francis David delivers topical sermons that help us understand the rich Hebrew and Greek of the scriptures. The website address again is shiarjashub.org, and you can check Isaiah 7, verse 3 for the spelling.